Welcome back to the Infinite Inquiry podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Jones. The great reformer Martin Luther once stated, I've held many things in my hands, and I've lost them all. But whatever I've placed in God's hands, that I still possess. What a great quote. I read a a saying on social media the other day that was along the same lines. It says, never hold on to anything tighter than you're holding on to God. Well, today we are honored to have someone that can tell us something about holding on to God. Bobby Burge is someone that I respect very much, both personally and professionally. He is a licensed geotechnical engineer and has owned an engineering firm in San Antonio for the last 20 years. Bobby is also a professional BMX flatland rider and still competes nationally. Bobby is also involved in various ministries, particularly in uh, churches, restoration homes, which I'm excited to hear about as well. So, Bobby, how are you doing today? I'm doing great uh, this afternoon. Thank you for having me, Jeremy. Yeah, it's an, it's an honor to have you. I remember, you know, we know each other through uh, BMX riding and contest riding. And I remember, I remember the very first time that I saw you ride in a BMX contest. It actually scared me a little bit. Um, <laughs> like I could feel myself tensing up because, uh, A, you're going at such a high rate of speed. And B, you were doing some really dangerous stuff, um, particularly that that I guess you call it, it's like a rocket hang nothing variation where you're, I'm not sure what you call that trick, but basically when I was trying to picture myself trying that trick, the first word that would come to my mind is concussion. So um, I've never tried that trick, but uh, it, I know that things could go bad really quick. But needless to say, I love to watch you compete because you bring so much energy energy to the contest area. Um, but even more than that, um, I have I've respect for you as a Christian, as a man of God, because in my mind, that supersedes everything else. So before I get too far off in the BMX uh, rabbit hole trail of, of, of riding and things like that, why don't you tell us a little bit about your testimony and, and how things started out for you? All right. Well, thank you for that compliment, Jeremy. And certainly the respect is mutual as uh, competitors with you. Yeah. So I, uh, I grew up in a lower middle class family here in the south side of San Antonio. A uh, pretty rough neighborhood. Pretty much every kid on the block had fought each other at one time or another. Uh, I had a trailer park at each end of my street and spent most of my childhood in one of those trailer parks. Um, My dad grew up in a good Christian home in Virginia, but when he moved to San Antonio, he kind of left that in in Virginia. My mom grew up in a home that didn't know church. So uh, needless to say, I never went to church with either one of my parents. I did, however feel that there was a God. I was never an atheist, but I was certainly not a Christian. Um, And I also was never brave enough to say that there was no God or there was no Jesus or nothing. I always kind of knew God had a son named Jesus. He walked the earth. And that was pretty much the limits of my knowledge on the Christian faith. Um, This also carried into my adulthood. Uh, I tried a few times to go to church. And one particular time I remember, I kind of got chastised real bad by one of the leaders of the church that I wasn't tithing enough. His wife was the bookkeeper and I felt that was a violation of my confidentiality with the church. And what I had going on was between me and God and that alone. And uh, anyway, I, uh, I never went back to church after that. So, um, fast forward to about August of 2008, I'm 38 years old. I'm just coming out of a divorce of 13 years, and I'm watching my family move across the state. 
was a was a low point in my life. I was very depressed. I'd be lying if I said I didn't contemplate suicide at some point. I I certainly would have been diagnosed as clinically depressed and probably put on some suicide watch list had I shared all my feelings with someone. Um, One particular night, it was August 30th, 2008, I received a call and got some really, really disturbing and news, um, depressing news, very depressing. And I thought that was just pretty much it. That was going to be the... uh, the straw that broke the camel's back. I didn't sleep that night. Was up all night, just letting this go through my head. And and at this point, I figured I had nothing to lose. I'll go to church. But I didn't warn my buddy that if the pastor even mentioned the word tithing, I was walking out mid-service. And he said, yeah, that won't happen. Come on through. So I uh, reluctantly went, thinking that was not going to be the case. And as luck would have it, I was going to the only church in San Antonio that never mentions the word tithing. So I sat through the whole service. Uh, but something strange happened that morning. This was was a church, had about 17,000 members, uh, about 3,500 in the sanctuary at that point. They'd have about four services. The pastor would preach the same sermon all the way. Well, he came out that morning about five minutes before service started. And he said the Lord had just spoke with him and put in his heart to not talk about what he was going to talk about for this particular service, that there was someone in the sanctuary that had got some troubling news the night before, and they were contemplating suicide. And he wanted to speak on that. And he went into many other details that were, it was beyond coincidence. I didn't mention any of my stuff to Adam. So I was like, how could this pastor be knowing that? I know that message was for me. And here I was, first time I'd stepped foot in a church in at least a dozen years. And it was at that moment, I, uh, after the details of going through it, and he kept just going back to the God loves us, God has not left us. I hit, hit the ground on my knees and was uh, crying uncontrollably. It was at that moment I gave my life to Christ. I still didn't know anything about becoming a Christian. It was just at that moment, I knew he was hearing me. So I um, spent the next few years studying the Bible very intently, um, read the Bible cover to cover a few times, read a study Bible once with all the commentary and notes to try to get as much meaning as I could. Of course, read it, was prayed up, tried to get as much out of it as I could. and. That was my story to becoming saved. I got baptized a few months later at the same church. And then uh, I kind of went on for about four years just studying the Bible, knowing God in my head, but not so much in my heart. And then in 2012, my same buddy, Adam, kind of tricked me into going to an axe retreat. He said we were going away for the weekend. It was kind of a secret. So I was like, all right. Anyway, he dropped me off in front of the church, said he was going to park the truck, and I didn't see him again. Next thing you know, an hour later, they're picking up our cell phones, and I'm off to a compound for four days. And that was a a life-changing experience for me. That's where I went from knowing God in my head to knowing him personally. Um, That's pretty much my um, story, my testimony, in short. Yeah, that's amazing because 
what you just touched on, I've been thinking about a lot myself. So there's a big difference between knowing God just in your head and knowing him in your heart. I think that's that's a huge thing because, you know, you look at in in the scriptures, the story of Nicodemus, who he came to Jesus by night because he was afraid of what people would think. He was afraid of the religious leaders of the day, that he'd be looked at strange by coming to Jesus. But he knew God in his mind, but he didn't really know him in his heart. And that's why Jesus told him, you must be born again. And so was that kind of the difference for you is, is just being born again? That, that, that was exactly it. I, I would have called myself a Christian between 2008 and 12, but after the retreat, there was a, that was a life-changing experience and, and it uh, had the spirit burning in me hot. And I've tried to keep that flame burning hot ever since, but there is, there is a huge difference. A lot of the, the folks in the Old Testament that knew the Bible inside and out didn't really know God. God was standing right in front of them in, in, in way of Jesus, and they didn't recognize him. So they, they knew the word intently, but they didn't know God. They didn't recognize the virtues, the him and flesh right in front of them. <laughs> that reminds me of when, when Philip, he comes up to Jesus and he says, show us the Father. you know. And Jesus looks at him and he says, have I been so long time with you, Philip, and you don't know who I am? You don't know me. Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. It's just wild that they were actually walking with him and did not know him, did not know who he was. But that's the same way in our lives. You know, we can know God in our minds and our heads and not know him in our heart. So you took that that being born again, that that transformed life where Christ begins to to work in your life, the spirit is burning in your heart. And so now you do a ministry yourself, is that correct? That is. And that was actually birthed during that retreat in August of 2012. So during that retreat, because I knew the Bible pretty well. We were separated into groups, and my table had pretty much assigned me as leader of the table to speak on behalf, and I knew the scriptures very well. So that kind of birthed the assignment God had for me to be a teacher of the word. So I came out on a Monday, or on a Sunday, rather. I came out on a Sunday, ran into a buddy of mine that used to freestyle with me back in the 80s. He was now a pastor. I told him what I had just experienced, and he invited me to share a, a word at a Wednesday night service. I shared the word and he said, man, you're a natural. You need to be teaching the word. The next weekend was a revival where there was three churches came together. And he introduced me to a pastor that had a ministry, a church, a men's restoration ministry. He said, oh, brother Bobby here, he's a teacher of the word. And that pastor said, well, great. He needs to come give some messages at my men's home. It's good uh, training ground. So from the time I got out of the retreat to about 12 days later, I had started being a Bible teacher at one of the men's restoration homes. And that was back in 2012. And I did that pretty consistently. I was out a couple of years for COVID, but um, I just got back in it about a year ago at one of the men's homes. And, and during that time, I also did a couple of or four prison retreats for Kairos and kind of the same thing. I think my calling is to reach out to those that are lost and try to guide them home 
um, with the message of God's love, God's grace, and God's mercy that he has for them. So after you, after you had had that transformed heart, you, you're almost immediately beginning some sort of ministry stuff. Is that correct? That, yeah. Within like 12 days. I'm, I'm <laughs> Within 12 days. So like, you know, you think about Paul falling off of his horse on the road to Damascus. He sees Christ and he's blind for a few days. And as soon as, as soon as all of that passes, just within a few days, probably something like 12 days, he's, he's out there sharing the gospel. So that you're, <laughs> that's kind of a cool parallel that, you know, a lot of people think, well, you know, I haven't been to seminary. I don't know um, everything there is to know about God. Well, guess what? Nobody, th- that's why we call this the infinite inquiry, because uh, his knowledge is infinite. It takes us our whole lives, and we still know less than 1% of, of everything that that his love offers and his knowledge. And so I think that's just so impressive how when, when people find that conversion experience and when they truly meet Christ, they can't help but to tell others about him. That's that's exactly right. And when I'm when I'm talking to these these men and women, I tell them you don't need any special training. Uh, you don't need to know the Bible inside and out. Your testimony often will do be more effective than me on a very deep Bible study, as far as at least getting to plant the seed to someone about God. They're going to be able to witness to people that I can't because I haven't shared those life experiences as those troubled souls that that need to hear God's word. And it needs to come from someone that they can relate to. And we've all heard the expression that God doesn't call the qualified, but rather he qualifies the called. It's just that. Just sometimes just share your own testimony, what he's done in your life. And I think the best sermon you can give someone is for someone to know and see your before and after, your transformation. That's a better sermon than anything you're going to hear in a church most of the time. Absolutely. I think that that is an amazing testimony. And I, th- I think it's just so refreshing to, to see what God is still doing in our day and age. That just as, as Christ was moving in people's hearts and minds 2,000 years ago when he was walking the earth, he's still, through the book of Acts and through church history, he's still moving and working today, not only, not only here with us in this area, but also around the world. And this testimony that you've just given, it, it will go around the world as a testimony for Christ, hopefully through this podcast. And, and that's the whole point of what we're doing here is to try to lift up the name of Christ. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men to myself. And, and that is what we're trying to do because his love is infinite. And the world needs to know that there's, there's a purpose for our lives. It's not just living for ourselves, that there's a greater purpose and that Christ is the reason we were created to know him. We were created to know his name. We were created to, to serve him. So. I definitely appreciate your testimony today, and I would like to have you back on the show soon so that maybe you could just do a teaching or a lesson or something something that's on your heart specifically that God's been talking to you about, and I think that would be another awesome thing to share if you'd like to come on again. Yeah, I would be honored, Jeremy, and I appreciate you so much for inviting me on and having and let me share my testimony. Absolutely. It was awesome. Well, to our listeners, I would like to say this again regarding Christ and his love, that his truth would continue to guide you as we continue on this journey together in the infinite inquiry, which is the knowledge of God and of his holiness and the love of Christ, which surpasses all human knowledge. Amen. Praise God and amen. Thank you to everyone who listened to this episode. We are now available on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, 
YouTube, and any other app that you can find podcasts on. Please like, subscribe, or leave a comment. We would love to hear from you. Please feel free to share this with the people in your life that could benefit from this podcast. All of our episodes can also be found at our website at www.theinfiniteinquirypodcast.com. If there are particular topics that you would like to hear about, please send an email to contact at theinfiniteinquirypodcast.com.